0: I know far less about the ministry offices of evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Those are not my calling. On the offices that I was called to, God thoroughly taught me how to operate in the offices of apostle and prophet. And I have shared that with you in the previous two chapters, but evangelist, pastor, teacher are not as clear to me. One time I asked a man who said he was a pastor. He lived in another country, I think maybe Indonesia. And I asked him to please tell me about the ministry of a pastor. He was completely baffled. He had no idea what a pastor was supposed to do. He probably was not one. About the only thing I think I know about evangelists is what you know, and that is they go to the unsaved and preach Jesus to the unsaved. Most of the churches today have evangelist pastors, and teachers But most of the churches today deny the existence of an apostle or prophet. This is just strange to me because in Ephesians chapter 4, it tells about the ministry offices. After Jesus arose, after God raised Jesus from the dead, he gave to the church. Five ministry offices for the edifying of the body of Christ apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And it says he gave some apostles, not just one, some, multiple, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. It's very interesting to me. That on the subject of pastor, there's not any scripture in the New Testament Bible giving an example of pastor. But there are several scriptures in the Old Testament telling of the failing of pastors. We will cover that when we get to pastor. Today, primarily, we're going to speak about evangelists. I believe the evangelist is sent to the world. Prophets are sent to the church, not to the world. But evangelists, I believe, are sent out to the unsaved, the people of the world. God opens the eyes of the people to be saved, as he wills certainly not as any minister wills, but as God wills. Those who are anointed to the calling, signs will follow, meaning there will be people saved when they hear the word that is spoken by the evangelist, by the Holy Spirit. But I've had several people saved as I spoke to them. My mother was one of them. She had dealt in horoscopes, and as I spoke to her, the scripture forbidding horoscopes and witchcraft, which is in Deuteronomy 18, as I read that scripture to her, she said to me, after hesitating, well, I guess we would better not do that anymore. My uncle wrote me a letter after that, and he said, Your mother has changed. She has really changed. Yes, she was born again by the word of God as I read it to her. God had mercy on me and her, opened her eyes to see, and she agreed with God. Well, I guess we would better not do that anymore when she heard the word of God on the subject. So I've had several people saved as I've spoken to them. One of the strangest experiences that I had is I was going to Albuquerque, New Mexico on a buying trip when I still had my business, American Indian Arts. As the plane touched down on the runway at Albuquerque, I heard, Be Baptized. I had been baptized when I was 15. I was born again when I was 37. I had not been rebaptized. My Church of Christ cousin met me at the plane to take me to buy Indian objects for my business. I was on fire for God and things of God. I had a strong anointing. I had been taken into heaven twice, merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the word of God, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. And I really had a strong calling on my life, though at that time I didn't know as much about it as I do now. But my cousin, I've I've talked to her about God as we rode along, God was the only thing I wanted to talk about, period. So I freely talked to her about God and things of God, what God had done with me, what God had taught me. In a few moments, she looked at me and said, Well, I believe you are a Christian. I just don't know how you can be. She didn't understand being born again. That it is God who does the calling, God who does the work, God who changes you. She didn't understand any of that. But I told her, Jean, if you will arrange it, I can be baptized this afternoon before I go back to Dallas. I have heard to be baptized. So if you'll arrange it, I'll be baptized. She did arrange it. And I was surprised, because when I got to the church building, I think about 15 or 16 of my relatives were sitting there. And I was further shocked when the young minister said to me, do you want to say anything? I hadn't expected that. Church of Christ would not allow a woman to speak in the main auditorium at all. At least in those days, that's the way it was. I don't know how it is today. But I said to him, well, I guess so. And I just started talking about how I was baptized when I was 15, but I was not born again. And God gave me his Holy Spirit and caused me to be born again when I was 37. I noticed that my uncle was crying. After the baptism... I went back downstairs to the auditorium and my uncle came to me and said, would you write that out for me and send it to me, what you said today? He said, I've never heard anything like that. God opened his eyes to see I didn't do it. I just spoke by the Holy Spirit and God did the work opening the eyes of my uncle to see. He was in his 70s at that time. So I've had several experiences with people being born again as I spoke. But my calling is apostle, prophet, definitely not evangelist. I'm sent to the church. In the Bible, Philip is named as an evangelist, and so is Timothy. We see the following examples of the work of an evangelist. Concerning Philip. Acts chapter 8. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Verse 26 And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south. Unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is desert. So Philip arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him in the chariot. The place of the scripture where he read was this He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth verse 34 and the eunuch answered Philip and said I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or of some other man Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest, With all thine heart thou mayest. And the eunuch answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotis, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Certainly you could have more than one ministry office, because the apostle Paul was a preacher, apostle, and teacher. We read that in Second Timothy chapter one. Paul says, starting at verse nine, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Verse 11, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, says Paul, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Some church groups deny that there are apostles or prophets. If you were to remove those two offices from the church, it would be like having a city without judges and policemen because so much of the work done by the apostle is like a judge where he rules in a court of law. If you remember Acts 15, the apostles came together to discuss a controversy and to make a ruling on it. I think it was so much like the Supreme Court of the United States. They discussed the situation, and then James said, wherefore my sentence is. That was the rule they would go by in the church concerning Gentiles. A prophet is more like the policeman who is seeing someone speeding down the highway and goes after him and stops him, warns him. Because prophets are always warning the church about something that God has shown them. So you could see why Satan would like to do away with apostles and prophets, and there could be total chaos. In the church, pretty much the way there is today. Where man is ruling, they've cast out so many of the doctrines of Christ, and they have no one set up to really deal with church doctrine. Apostles are like judges in a court of law, they make rulings on doctrines. Prophets are more like a policeman who is informed by God that someone is doing something out of line and the policeman is sent, the prophet is sent to bring correction so that that person may fit into his place in the body of Christ. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.